Well, this is the issue here. The issue is, is are we going to take credit for this? <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing good. It's our first episode it's of 2024. It's the first episode of the year. <laughs> good, good. Happy New Year to our Shandies. Yes, it's our first episode of 2024, and we're so excited, and yeah. it feels very fitting that we would launch 2024 with an updates episode. Mm, I agree. So with updates today... We're going to do something a little differently, and by a little differently, we're just removing something, which was me making Andy remember the episode number of the last episode, the last update was from. I like how this is announcement worthy. Well, I wonder if some people might miss it, but it's getting really out of control now that so many of our updates are to episodes that are in triple digits. Some of them Mm. are in like 200, whatever. It's just getting a little excessive. And so I just did the extra work and I sent them to myself in the correct order. Oh, thank you. So I was lazy before. I can just relax now. Yeah. All right. This first update is from all the way back in time, episode 42. Oh, the dark ages. Yeah. And this is the only update that goes that far back. A lot of them are more recent. But episode 42, it was caller Maya. And you may recall Maya had been in a five-year long relationship and she was sort of wondering where it was going. Like, was he going to propose? Like, were they going to start building a life together? So do you want to hear her update? I do. Dear Shandy. Here's my update from my caller episode called Marriage Phobia, all the way back from May 2021. You may remember me as Maya, the one with a five-year relationship with a man that wasn't yet ready for marriage with me. Coming onto your podcast was really what sparked all of our marriage conversations, which was instrumental in us figuring out if we wanted to be together long term. We bought a house summer of 2021, and the next year in 2022, we took a dream trip to Italy and continued discussing our future marriage overall readiness for next steps. In fall 2022, it was clear we were both ready and we ended up going through a custom jeweler to design a band and setting using my great-great-grandmother's gorgeous stone from the Victorian era. I knew a proposal was coming, but it was all a matter of when. I communicated all these preferences I had around what I did slash didn't want, expecting it'd be at the end of 2022 or beginning of 2023. It ended up happening on a Thursday evening in January after I worked out at the gym. Mm. He was suspicious with over texting me all day, but I was convinced he wouldn't do it after I'd be all sweaty from my workout. And instead, he'd waited until that weekend. As soon as I got home, I saw the rose on the outside of our door. I knew it was happening and my worn athletic attire would be getting a very special feature. He gave it away. Oh, yeah. He let her. He gave it away. Yeah. You don't think he should have done that? You know what I bet he's not good at is writing a story. Wait, are you critiquing his proposal? I, I look, this is what I'm here for. Wait, so you think that he shouldn't have put a rose on the door? The whole thing with the proposal is the surprise. Oh, okay, let's get to the end. I, I think that this is beautiful so far. No, it's beautiful. It's just, it's just, I think it's backwards. <laughs> he decorated the floor with rose petals and candles, all leading up in our circular staircase to our loft where everything was all decked out with bouquets and more candles. He wept, made a speech, and proposed. We are now happily planning our wedding with a venue booked for August 2024 and are really looking forward to what's to come. We also continue to have our monthly couples therapy sessions, which 
help ground us and better support and understand one another when issues arise. Thank you for being the impetus of having the much needed conversations about marriage that I don't know when would have happened had I not been asked to come on as a caller on Dear Shandy. It subsequently forced us to think more deeply about marriage with each other at that time in our relationship. And I am so grateful for that. Best Maya. Oh my no. goodness. Now I feel bad for you, critiquing his You proposal. should feel bad. Why? I don't understand why the rose couldn't be on the front door. So what you're saying is because he surprised her post gym, like that was like, he really could have gotten. He could have gotten a big surprise. It's he could have gotten surprise. like a TikTok level surprise. <laughs> Instead, she was like, oh, I know what's happening. Oh, I think it's really sweet. I mean, it was the whole thing. And the, I think the it's candles the candles. Perf- oh. No, I'm just saying that. <laughs> I, I, you know, if he does it again, which I hope doesn't happen, <laughs> then, you know, wait, put to, put that on the back end. Okay. So, but I think to you, the surprise is like, ring. Well, like, if this you is see still a, rose, a surprise. She was surprised. Just, okay. Picture it. Okay. Right. You're coming back from the gym. You're all sweaty. You're kind of tired. You're just like, oh, I can't wait to get in the shower. And then you come to your door and you're like, what's that on my door? You're like, oh, it's a rose. I'm like, oh. It's a rose. Oh, it's a rose. So here we go. Here okay. we go. I'm going to go in and there's going to be a proposal. I don't think as opposed to get home, you're all sweaty. You're like, oh, I want to get in the shower. You get in, put your bags down. You go upstairs. You know, you're just going to take your clothes off, and you go upstairs and you open the door. Boom! (laughs) Roses, candles. What else do you have? Chocolate. Uh, Probably puppies, kittens, (laughs) stuffed animals. Whatever. I'm just saying, there it is. Bang! And you're just like, woo. Okay, I think that I would still be surprised by the rose on the door, but yeah, but you're surprised by the rose on the door, but you're just kind of like, okay, I know what's going to happen. The rose on the door is—it's very quiet. You hear like rustling leaves, like in the neighborhood. You know, there's like I'm, a car honking in the background. I'm you're lear- not really like—it's not like you're not enveloped in it. I'm learning something about you. First of all, congratulations, Maya. What a yeah, beautiful yeah, update! I love this update. beautiful update. And I, I'm going to be honest. This was one of those ones that could have gone either way. Yeah. Like truly, yeah. the five-year mark, and he's sort of, you know, the literally the episode was titled. We, we titled it. <laughs> <This> t- <laughs> no, it titled itself. <laughs> was marriage phobia? Marriage phobia. You know, tr- I think for every story like this, there are actually probably two where the guy actually just wasn't ready and like. Oh, I think you're being escaped. generous. I think it's probably like like five to one. Okay, well, I love this update, and what I've learned about you through your issues with the surprise is that to you a surprise is like a bam it's like you have to get to the point where you could have a cardiac event (laughs) like for your proposal to me and i'll link it here our proposal story i feel like you just as easily could have like taken me to a nice dinner and i could be like oh this is like a really nice dinner but like the sort of thing where it's building and it would still be a surprise just more of like a gradual surprise but you wanted it to be a total shock to the very last second yeah okay it's like winning the lottery it's like it's if imagine winning the lottery okay you have a powerball ticket it's like 100 million dollars okay and then some representative comes to you and he's like listen i just have news for you there's a slight chance you may have won the Powerball. It's very Ooh, slight, oh. but I think you may have won. We have to do some more work, and then like another team comes back a few days later, and they're like, "It's getting, it's getting a little better." I think, I think you're looking good, and like this goes on for weeks and months, uh. and then finally they're like, "You won." <laughs> they're like, oh, 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know why you had to put me through all that. That's great. But it's, it takes away from the immediate, just like, wow. Okay. Anyway, congratulations, Maya. And thank you for setting yeah. your update. More Loved importantly, that congratulations, yes. Maya. Yeah. And I apologize. This is just the way I am. I'm a bad person. <laughs> but not bad like evil, just bad in the way I handle life sometimes. <laughs> all right. Next update is from episode 154. This was a Q&A. Question number six from S, as in the letter. I'm dating a man 25 years older. Are we doomed to fail? You may recall he was the one, I think she was 25, he was 50. Mm -hmm. And he was the one who had a lot of qualms about the age difference. He kept saying, like, I want. Yes. Yeah, I and and this. she was the one that was totally attached. I, I think it was the best sex ever. Yes, I remember. I think you called older men an untapped something. <laughs> a national treasure. <laughs> All right. Dear Shandy, an update from S about whether dating a man 25 years older was doomed to fail. Well, I didn't take your advice. It made so much sense and I agreed with so much of what you said, but when it came down to it, I just couldn't bring myself to break things off. I came to realize how much I'd grown to love him and him me. We expressed those feelings for each other and our relationship grew deeper. I was so happy. In the back of my mind, I knew it couldn't last forever, but I was in so deep that it was difficult to imagine that day ever coming. In the end, he broke up with me about a year and a half into our incredibly happy, wonderful, loving relationship. I was completely blindsided. His reasoning was exactly the same as the argument that first prompted me to write into Dear Shandy. He worried about me wasting my life and my youth dating someone older who would inevitably one day be truly old while I was still young. I was angry at having this choice made for me, supposedly for my own good. I was completely heartbroken. To this day, this is the deepest relationship I've ever had. I truly believe that if he had been even 10 years younger, we could have spent the rest of our lives together. It's been a few months now, so I have gained some perspective and distance. I had to completely cut off contact in order to emotionally separate myself to start to move on. I'm still missing him often, but I do believe that he did what he did for the best, that he truly loved me and broke up with me because he knew it was what was best long term, and he probably sensed that I couldn't or wouldn't break up with him. It could have gone on for years if he hadn't cut it off. Sounds like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I love that she can admit that. Yeah. In happier news, in a complete surprise move that I never expected, a coworker recently asked me out. Don't worry, it's not inappropriate. We don't work together directly. And in fact, he's quitting soon to go back to the grad school. We've been out a few times and it feels like the start of something new and potentially really good. So I'm hopeful. Side note, he's actually a couple years younger than me. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyways, thank you so much for taking the time to respond to my email. Although I didn't take your advice, things ended up going the way you thought they would or should in the end. And listening back now helps to remind myself both how wonderful an experience it was and that it was something that did have to end. Thank you, S. Oh, oh. I like this note. I mean, I don't. It's sad, but also oh, I, I think, think it's, it's happy. It's happy for her because, you know, this guy, I got to tell you, some people be like, oh, this guy's a scumbag. Oh, but he is not a scumbag. No. He is a, a stand up gent. There are a lot of men in his position who would never let her let go. it keep going. And forever. they would be like, I'm OK. So I remember from that question, he was like, one day I'm going to be old. Yeah. And you'll still be young and like wheeling me around. And that image he was not willing to let her end up like that. It was a selfless move. Yes. People say, oh, he's selfish to be dating a girl that young. But no, it happens. I know people who are married with children who yeah. have that bigger age gap. Wow. So, I mean, I'm not, not saying encouraging yeah, that yeah. kind of age gap, but I just think that this guy was the right 
50 year old for yeah. her to meet 100 thankfully yeah and he probably opened her eyes yes. to a whole world of like what she deserves what she's looking for i mean we talk about this a lot like he probably brought something to the table that a guy 20 30 years his junior just can't right. basically every single guy she's gonna date now for the next 10 years yeah, yeah. is screwed by him <laughs> Yeah, but in 20, 30 years, you know, yeah. they'll be looking yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. good. They'll, they'll catch up. She'll be like, finally. Okay. Well, I, you know, I really liked that update. Yeah. And I think that's, that's as good as it could have gone. And you know what's great about it? She got the experience. Yes. It's now banked away. The joy, the memories, the 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 learnings. Mm -hmm. And now she can move on and be with someone who's a little more age appropriate. Yep. All right. This next update is from episode 170. This was a Q&A question number five from Scared of Falling. And the title mm. was, my new guy actively refuses to put down the toilet seat. Should I be concerned? I remember this one. Oh, you do? Yes. Okay. You may recall that even when he was at her apartment, yes. he would leave it up and then said in passing that she should not expect him to put it down. Yeah. <laughs> he decided to die on the weirdest hill <laughs> in history. We called this red flag territory. Yes. Like in the early stages of dating, for him to go out of his way to be like, you shouldn't expect me to put that down. I'm still getting heated just talking about it. Well, I remember thinking the imagery I thought of is this was the tip of an iceberg, the yes. proverbial iceberg. Yes. It's this, it literally right at the very tip is his toilet seat yeah. and underneath is this horror. And you know what he's showing? by being like that yeah. is that he is the biggest chip on his shoulder yeah. or like, the what? smallest oh never mind. <laughs> like what are you compensating for yeah, right all right dear shandy i'm writing with a quick update about toilet seat guy and to deliver a well-earned you told me so oh andy oh. hold on a second Wait, let me get my bib on let me get this all Your right bib. my fork knife my salad fork my 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 spoon my little oh, spoon no since it's you have a bib it's probably like a lobster meal you've got that like I've cracker got crackers thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i've got everything all right hold on and a drink is i will have the chianti <laughs> that goes well with what i told you so. shortly after you answered my question on the podcast he and i go into a bad argument where he again refused to compromise he suggested i was being controlling when advocating for my needs and after that i ended things more importantly i was touched by your conversation about how the little acts of consideration make up a relationship thank you for sharing those thoughts they will stay with me oh. sincerely scared of falling p.s two toilet related updates while we're on the subject first my pseudonym was indeed about falling in the toilet far more frightening than falling in love <laughs> <laughs> and second, my toilet seat is now consistently down and much improved by my Hello Tishy bidet. Thanks Ooh, for that, too. Nice. Oh. Wow, this is a good update. Oh, yeah. We're, we're into this one, scared yeah. of falling. I mean, I feel like this is exactly what I would have put my money on happening. Yeah. Like it coming to a head in this basic confrontation that easily, like if he just gave an inch, could have been solved. And he's like, no. And she's like, okay, bye. And it's like, all right, this huh. basically never happened. He was giving her a gift. The oh, toilet seat yeah. was a gift. Oh, it was 100%. it was wrapped in a big bow with roses. Yeah. This was something she should appreciate. Yeah. Very, Thank you. Very good. Scared of falling. Yeah. Enjoy into your the hello tushy. <laughs> All right. This next update is from episode 183. This was Caller Rosemary, and it was titled, My Boyfriend Wants to Open Up Our Relationship Help. Do you, oh, yeah. yeah. You remember this one, right? I remember this one. Yes. Do you want me to refresh you at all? Yeah, give, me, give me the, the basic. Well, she lived with her boyfriend, and he had this mutual friend, but mostly his friend, who like was in her own open relationship or something and wanted to hook up with him, and he clearly wanted to hook up with her. Yeah. and. He was trying to convince Rosemary why 
this was okay. And I think even this other woman brought a book that was like about non-monogamy and like dropped it off at their house. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Didn't, didn't she, when they started the relationship sort of, Un- she started the relationship under the pretense that there could be an open yes element. wow such a good memory yes she was open to the idea of openness one day but she didn't feel comfortable at this point and felt sort of like faced with it because there was someone he wanted to hook up with and she admitted too that if she had her own person that she wanted right. to hook up with maybe this would sting a little less mm. okay shall we get going i recall dear shandy Since our last conversation, my partner and I broke up. Mm. The podcast aired in November or December, and by March, it became clear to me that I no longer wanted to be in a relationship with him. He got that sense without me mentioning it directly, and we started having discussions about ending our relationship. Unfortunately, we were living in the same home, and our lease would be up in September, so we had about seven months to figure out how to cohabitate. If you'll remember, the thing that broke us apart was that he really wanted to pursue another person and be in an open relationship, and I wasn't so on board. I tried to be, but couldn't get there. In March or beginning of April, he was starting to get really antsy as we weren't being intimate anymore and he just wanted to pursue things with his co-worker, the same person we had discussed on the podcast together. I told him no and that I wanted him to wait until I moved out of the house, but after many discussions and arguments, I finally gave up arguing and gave him permission to sleep with her. He did and I was totally heartbroken. For four days, I couldn't stop crying and it didn't make it easier that we lived in the same one-bedroom apartment. Oh my God. Fortunately, on the fourth day of crying, I gathered the emotional energy to go to my friend's birthday party. It was there that I met a very beautiful woman who I recognized as the hottie that works at my favorite local bakery. She asked me out and I was elated. Long story short, this girl and I dated for a couple months very seriously. Mm. It's since fizzled out, but it was the emotional distraction I needed. I feel super gay now. (laughs) (laughs) Super gay. (laughs) Oh, I love that. And I really believe in that, by the way, emotional distraction. Yeah. I firmly believe oh, in that. it's the best. You know, rebounds. People, yeah. I, rebounds. I'm not saying that you should do that 100% of the time, but sometimes you just really need to just like focus elsewhere. You know what it is? It's the methadone to heroin addiction. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, or heroin withdrawal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it, it just helps you in the moment. It's not a long-term fix, maybe. No. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you do get addicted to methadone. Oh, dear. Okay. Sorry, I'm not <laughs> talking about this. As for my ex, he and this person who he had sex with ended up not really talking anymore after their night together. Things got kind of awkward between them, and I think this other person started seeing someone else. So it's a win-win. Oh, wait, because she gets her revenge. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up moving out in June, but me having dated another person immediately after he proceeded to overextend beyond my boundaries, I really didn't feel much for him anymore. Great. Awesome. I live in my own place now, and he and I are actually still friends. We go to the gym together and still talk pretty often. I feel pretty unattracted to men at this moment in time, so our friendship feels very natural and harmless to me. I know it doesn't sound healthy, but it's not causing me any issues. He might still be a little hung up on me, but I feel pretty free and gay now. That's the update in general, Rosemary. I love that update. Oh, yeah. That's a dreamy update, because you know what? What a, what a comeuppance for him. Like, was it really worth it? Was it really worth it? You know, he became obsessed with it. Yeah. He wanted so badly to have sex with his coworker. And then look, it, I feel like this was a life lesson for him as much as it was for her. But again, as with all bad relationship situations, you if they end, 
and you can leave and you're unentangled, they often give gifts. Yes. Like this is a gift. He gave her the ultimate gift of self-actualization. Without him doing that, they could have been together, married, had kids one day, and she'd always be like, I'm gay. I'm super gay, and I'm stuck <laughs> in this relationship, but the guy wants to have sex with other women yes. all the time. Yes. Great. I have yeah. nothing to add to this. Tremendous. This was the Excellent. A perfect update. Yeah. Breakups are the best. You know, I said that to a friend the other night. We were at a party. I said, oh, are you seeing anyone? And she was like, oh, I was, but we broke up. And I said, congratulations. And she gave me a weird look. <laughs> you can't. You got to wait. It's too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> but I really wanted to be like, that's awesome. Yeah. You end like it breaks up because it's broken. Like, I really do feel that way. Well, it's like when people say, you know, we've, you know, I got it. We got a divorce. Mm-hmm. It's like you can say like, oh, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Or you can say like, obviously, you're paying a lot of money for this. Probably a good thing. The thing that people pay the most for in this country is divorce. Wow. So it must be pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right way to look at it. But my point is that breakups are oftentimes the best thing that happens in your life. Mm. All right. Thank you for the update, Rosemary. And congratulations on your super gayness. All right. This you next- get her a cape. <laughs> Who's your best friend in the fridge? Factor. <laughs> your best friend in the fridge. I love that, Andy. Yeah. Because Factor is a game changer when it comes to having that restaurant taste in your home without paying the takeout price. Because let me tell you, takeout, I feel like people have this, I know I'm one of these people, I have this idea that takeout is cheaper than eating in the restaurant itself. You know what I mean? For some reason it feels like, you're like, oh, well, we'll just do takeout. But actually that's costing every bit as much as going out. And you're not getting it as fresh as when it's in the restaurant. And with Factor, you get it as fresh as when it's in the restaurant because Factor is sent to your home, never frozen, always fresh. Always fresh. And then you just heat it up in the oven and it's delicious. It still has like the firmness in the vegetables because it was never frozen. You know what I mean? It feels like it's alive. It doesn't feel like it's been reanimated from death. (laughs) (laughs) And they have over 35 meals to choose from every week. So you really do not get sick of your options. And if you are, you know you have a diet that you are abiding by. They have calorie smart. They have vegan veggie. They have keto plus other options and over 55 add-ons to choose from every week. And you know, I love how creative they are with their dishes. Mm -hmm. They always keep me guessing. Yeah, it really is a step up. It really is. It tastes like I said, restaurant tastes. They're complicated meals in a good way. Like I've mentioned before that one of my favorite dishes has a chutney and it just brings the whole meal to life. You know, like the meals, you can tell that they're chef prepared, which they are. And they take the care to separate things that wouldn't be good if they were just sitting all together in the box. Yes. It's actually very cute. It's sort of like a little bento box. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) I feel like I'm actually doing something when I heat one up. So head to factormeals.com slash Shandy50. That's Shandy50 and use code Shandy50 to get 50% off. That's code Shandy50 at factormeals.com slash Shandy50 for 50% off. So Andy, we are freshly back from our vacation down under. We went far this year. Oh, so far. Oh, yeah. We went to Australia and New Zealand. We went to the bottom of the planet. Yes. The other side of the globe. And I think it says a lot that we brought along with us one of our sponsors and took it every single day. AG1. We literally packed three weeks worth of AG1 for two. And I'm going to insert a video right here that shows it's proof. (laughs) That we actually use AG1 every single day on our cruise. We did it 
in Australia at our hotel. We took AG1 every single morning while we were away. Yeah, and there were some times where we didn't have the proper glasses <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. utensils. Yeah, actually on the cruise, we had to ask our room attendant for some spoons, specifically so we could stir our AG1. And uh, there was a good reason. Yes, a very good reason because that's pretty much our vitamins. Every single morning, that packet has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients and pre and probiotics. And not only is that more convenient than packing a whole bunch of pills, but I feel a difference. I really do. Oh, absolutely. I feel like I don't need as much coffee in the morning. And I feel like I I can, you know, make things happen. Other than <laughs> what, that. what kind of things, Andy? You know, the things. What, what, what sort of things might you be talking about? Some things that maybe you do in the morning and some things that maybe you don't. Yes, sometimes in the morning, especially when you're on vacation. In fact, this has been an issue in the past when we've been traveling, Andy. You've had issues, and I will say that this is the first vacation of any duration that we've taken where I have not had issues. Yes, and this is the first AG1 vacation. Is it a coincidence? I don't think so. So, if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 plus five free travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash dear shandy. That's drinkag1.com slash dear shandy. All right, this next update is from episode 193. This was a two parter caller episode, and this was the second caller, Siobhan. Oh, and, Siobhan. Yes. Yeah. S I O. B A H N? No A H. It's just H A N. Oh, H A N. Yeah, yeah. Good job. What a weird name. <laughs> what are the Irish up to up there? I I feel like I don't want to address it because she probably gets this all the time. You're right. Sorry, Siobhan. So did we address it or are we cutting that? <laughs> Unless Siobhan's not her real name. Oh. I don't think that's a name you say is your fake name. That would be a pretty bold moniker. Yeah. Okay, so you may recall Caller Siobhan was with her ex for six months and she was like scratching her head. She like it kind of ended sort of ambiguously and she didn't really know what any of it was for. Like he never it never really progressed. Mm. And uh, you may recall, Andy, you were brutally honest in this one. You said you seem like the kind of person who would make it very easy to date you forever. Oh. But I mean, dark. she took it really well. Like we really didn't mean it in a mean yeah, way. No. Like she was, we felt she was almost too chill. Yeah. Like she was too easygoing, too yeah. hands off almost. Yeah. All right. Dear, I remember this. Dear Charlene and Andy, I feel this more serious message merits more than a shandy greeting. Smiley face. Okay. It has taken an embarrassingly long time for me to send this follow-up email to you, but nonetheless, here I am sending a huge and genuine thank you to you both. In all honesty, it took me a while to listen to the episode that I was a caller on, not because I was afraid to hear your advice, but more because I was afraid you'd see something in me that I hadn't yet taken the time to figure out myself. Oh, and wow, I could not have been more correct. I have spent the last year or so of my life really focusing on why it's so difficult for me to open up to people, why I tend to hold them at arm's length and process everything inside myself before putting it out on the table. I continue to work on it, but I've gradually started to come to the conclusion that a piece of that is also part of who I am, and whoever I end up with will hopefully have some grace and patience for that. I fully believe that. Wow, me too. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I am still somewhat stunned the few times I've listened back to the episode since I finally worked up the courage at how well you two pinpointed this exact part of me and with such care and kindness. I am very appreciative of feeling so seen by two people I had only just met as feeling seen is not something I tend to experience from others often. Mm. Mm. 
I wow. feel that I know exactly how you feel, Siobhan. Mm. You're yeah, like you're hiding like, in plain sight. Why hasn't my family yeah. figured this out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in summary, I send a huge thank you to you both for having me on as a caller and for being so insightful and kind. And if you ever plan to come to London, please do reach out and I'll let you know where the cool new spots are to eat, sightsee, etc. Smiley face. Sending oh. lots of love and thanks to you both from London, Siobhan. Oh, I want to meet Siobhan. Uh, I do too. I don't know why I said emphasis on I. <laughs> I would like to meet Siobhan. Unlike you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's delightful. It is. You know, t- this is really about her. It had nothing to do with the guy. You know, she didn't mention the guy once in this update. How Not great Isn't is that? Isn't that great? Yes. Talk about a good breakup. <laughs> yeah, the gift. The, the gift. gift of a breakup. Andy. Bad medicine. Medicine's bad, but it's good. Tastes bad, but it ends up oh, doing good things. Tastes Isn't that awful. what bad medicine means? Oh, is that what it means? I've never heard. Bad medicine means bad medicine. It's like drinking like cough syrup is disgusting, although now people do it for recreation. But that's, <laughs> that's a different story. I'm going to be honest. I like the taste of most cough syrups. Yeah, you're weird. You like some funky stuff. <laughs> I kind of know what you mean, though. Yeah. But only if when you're really in the mood. Flavored. If you're in the mood for it. Yeah. But that famous one that's like, it tastes awful and it works. Yeah. I forget what brand that is. Milk of Magnesia. When I was a kid, like if I got constipated, yeah. I would have milk. Magnesia, and I always used to think that was weirdly good tasting. Uh-huh. And if you weren't in the mood for it or if you'd brush your teeth recently, it was like horrifying. You know what is really gross? Pepto-Bismol. You know, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan <laughs> Okay, back to Siobhan. I don't have anything to add. All I can say is maybe as people who are not often seen the way we've... I think that's why this podcast has been so fulfilling and rewarding for us is because we have found our people through it. And I think that we're all kind of the same and that we're all a little bit different. (laughs) Nice. Do you have any other lessons? You know what I mean. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. And honestly, this kind of stuff is what makes this whole thing worth it. Yes, this kind of update. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Siobhan. Thank you. Good luck. And we'll see you in London. Yes. At least I will. (laughs) All right. This next update is from episode 197. This was a Q&A question number three from Pickle. The title was, am I crazy to consider moving for this Hallmark Christmas love story? Do you remember this one, Andy? Um, Actually, in her first paragraph, she goes over it a bit. So... Dear dear Shandy, I'm Pickle from episode 197, the 42-year-old divorcee who met the man of her dreams over Christmas and couldn't decide if moving to a small town in Alberta for him was a bonkers idea. I remember this. Okay. Alberta brought it back. Alberta. That's where we've yeah. been to Alberta. You were very concerned about the coldness and yeah. her, her coat yeah. quality. We lived across, we, we were staying in an Airbnb across the street from that good restaurant. And I used to go thinking I could just run across the street. Oh, this was Edmonton. One street, one thin street to get to this restaurant. And there were times where in the middle of that like eight second run, I seriously felt like I was going to die. You're so dramatic. Why didn't I put a coat on? Why couldn't I just put a coat on? Well, you have an issue with dressing appropriately. I like to gamble. It's such a senseless gamble. Just wear the coat. I know. You're not not getting one over on anyone but yourself. You know what? That trip taught me. I'm no longer gambling with cold. So what do you think she did? She did not move to Alberta. Okay. All right. I feel confident. And what do you think things are like now for her? She's often now doing another relationship and everything's great. Okay. All right. Doing another relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Shandy, I did it. I moved. No. (laughs) 
I'm an Albertan now, and I'm also the happiest I have ever been. I'm so happy I sometimes walk around my apartment and say out loud, I can't believe how fucking happy I am. I never knew life could be so joyful. Did you set me up for this? This was a setup. This was a setup. I did not set you up at all. I just asked you. It was a 50-50 chance. and Well, actually not 50-50. You had that whole question to go off, and you said no. You said she didn't do it. But do you remember what our advice to her was? To do it. Yes. So what does that tell you about you? <laughs> I, I felt like she, she was not going to take my advice. I listened to your advice and together we did the long distance dance for nine months. It was incredibly easy in many ways and devastatingly hard in others. We FaceTimed, chatted, texted and sexted constantly, even going so far as to call each other and talk for hours while we cleaned our respective houses. Oh, that's cute. Wow. I flew to Alberta more times than I can count and he visited me in Vancouver. Every moment spent together was a chance to fall more and more in love. It felt completely effortless and magical until the day I had to fly home. Behind the scenes, I was finalizing my divorce, negotiating, going fully remote with my job and preparing to rent my townhouse out. I am a romantic, but also a realist. (laughs) (laughs) Being so pragmatic and logical about the fact it could all go tits up made the decision to move that much easier. I said goodbye to my life in Vancouver, but in case it didn't work out, I can always go back. I've been here in Alberta since September 2023 now, and I'm delighted to say I have zero regrets. In fact, our relationship has continued to go from strength to strength. One of the benefits of both being in our 40s is that we're learning from past mistakes. For example, I didn't move straight into my partner's house. I moved into my own apartment. So interesting. We wanted to take things slow and not rush things. Also, my partner has 50-50 custody of his daughter and she lives with him every other week. We had no desire overwhelming her with such a huge change. She is his number one priority and it's important she doesn't feel sidelined by me. Can I just say something for First of all, all, I apologize for getting upset about me being (laughs) wrong about a thing that I wanted to be the opposite of what I thought it was going to be. But I love the combination of spontaneity, risk-taking, and pragmatism. Oh, yeah. She is an adult. Oh, yeah. She's renting out her townhouse. She made the plans to go remote with her work. She didn't just dive in headfirst without making sure that it was the deep end of the pool. what she has. Yes. I mean, well, not 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 in her relationship. I'm yeah. saying in her in her brain. Oh, she has her ducks in a row, Damn. a very tight, nice Ooh, row. Yes. <laughs> you ever see those videos where the duck, like the mother duck's walking along, and all the ducks go down a storm drain? Oh no, but that sounds super cute. But it ends happy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, like they mean to go down the street? Yeah, I, I think there may be just one of these, but I've seen it over and over again. <laughs> okay. It's, it's the most tragic, then happy thing I've ever How seen. How do you know that they do okay? Well, as you see, the guys go in and they get the ducks out. Oh, so they need to be rescued. They need to be rescued. Okay. But, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good video in case you're interested. <laughs> okay. We felt that me moving straight in would be too much, too soon for everyone. Plus, I'm an independent woman and like my own space, too. We've all been getting to know each other slowly, creating new routines together like Wing Wednesday. And the three of us have even done an escape room together. We're getting on like a house on fire, thankfully. I have to pinch myself sometimes. It's going so well. So here I am. I've skated on homemade outdoor rice rinks, helped herd cows, seen a moose and some beavers. I'm more Canadian than my Canadian friends. My partner is everything I've wanted wanted in a man. He has strong values, high integrity, robust morals. He is also sweet, kind, thoughtful, and oh so funny and fun. He is romantic, tender, apologetic, interesting, dorky, sexy, challenging, tall, respectful, and appreciative. I call him sitcom dad and likely don't need to explain why. I like how she threw tall in there. (laughs) 
it did take something away from it in a funny way. Like there's no shorty. (laughs) Thank God. Yeah. (laughs) We slotted into our new routine effortlessly. We're building new traditions together and enriching each other's lives. The other day I said to him, sometimes the more I fall in love with you, the harder it is to think about your past. And he responded, yes, I had a past, but we have a future. Wow. And despite the fact that future will be in minus 30 weather sometimes, he's showing me every day that I made the right decision. Thank you, Shandy, for all your advice and support. I listened to your advice many times, and it really helped me during periods of doubt of which there were many. Please set Andy's mind at ease and let him know I bought a big coat, some expensive winter boots and fluffy gloves. Plus, there are always indoor activities to help keep me warm. And just a personal word of advice for anyone in a later stage of life in an unhappy or unfulfilling relationship. If you're brave enough to put yourself first, there is a whole life out there waiting for you. Even though I had to give my ex-husband basically everything I had worked for my whole life, as my brother wisely said, you cannot put a price on happiness. I'm financially poorer than I have ever been, but I am oh so much richer now. I can always make more money, but happiness is a gift you have to grab when the opportunity presents itself even if it is in a town in the middle of nowhere. Thanks again for everything. And she signed Pickle. Pickle and my Hallmark love, she wrote. And she included some photos, uh, them at the escape room with his daughter. Oh. <laughs> they escaped. <laughs> well, at least they said they did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. And here's them together. Isn't Amazing. that so great? You know what? This is this oh. is a Hallmark. You know what it is? It's if they wrote Hallmark movies a little better. Yes. This is it. You're right. Yeah, like if you really learn something, like at the end of a Hallmark movie, you're like, yeah, I think I, I think I've I'm going to make some changes in my life, as opposed to like, thank God that's over. How beautiful was that last paragraph? Beautiful. She was just like a word of like after what I've been through, a word for anyone else struggling who's unhappy but feels fearful. And you know what? I actually don't think that she's necessarily a great writer. I think that that came from the heart so strong, it just flowed out like a river. I do think she's a great writer. She's also a great writer. (laughs) I was trying to give her a compliment with a backhanded compliment. (laughs) She's just a good writer. She's a wonderful writer. And I think it's so powerful. You know, she could choose bitterness. Like, can you imagine working so hard your whole life to to have financial freedom? She owns a townhouse in Vancouver. That she's now renting out. Like, I feel like she is a badass. Uh, she just, her life just started, as she said. Yes. and or she said. And in her divorce, her divorce could have just been a low point in her life. She has to give her ex-husband, every, you know, all this money. And I can imagine you could so easily get caught up in that and just so angry about that and let that become oh, what consumes God. you. And instead, she invested her time and energy elsewhere and in in watering a seed a seedling that had so much potential i think this is such a beautiful story this is maybe one of the best updates ever and you know what's great about this i was just as you were reading through that i was just so delighted i was actually getting chills yeah me too as you're reading it i was like updates are so much better than q a's not not the episodes i love q a's i'm just saying me hearing an update is so much better because i don't have to wait for the butt yeah. I knew there wasn't a butt coming. Mm. It was nice. It was relaxing to hear that. Yeah. Well, this is the issue here. The issue is, is are we going to take credit for this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Is this a shandy relationship? I am not one typically to dive in and think we deserve credit. But I, it sounds from this email like Pickle's even giving us credit. And I think we told her to be pragmatic too, which yeah. is. Wow. It sounds like something she we would say. She did that in spades. Yeah. Okay. So we take credit for it. <laughs> Yay. 
Another Shandy success. It's about us. If we were like one of those one eight hundred, you know, like the psychic hotlines, uh-huh. we'd be like, "See, success stories." Oh, totally. This would be one of those yeah. um, quotes used as yeah. a what? What are those called? Yeah, testimonials. Testimonials. They'd be like. I listened to Dear Shandy, episode 173, and now I am in a happy relationship and everything is great. Shandy is really great. You should listen to them too. Thank you, Shandy, for changing my life. And now for only (laughs) $19.99. Thank you, Pickle, for such a wonderful update and congratulations. Yeah, that's amazing. And stay warm. A little little, little applause. A little applause Oh, I feel weird applauding one and not others. Oh, because other people don't get applause. Yeah. We didn't give Maya. (laughs) So we balanced it out. (laughs) All right. This next update is from episode 218, question number seven from C, as in the letter. I'm four years in and the thrill is gone. Is it over? You may recall that... (laughs) C and her partner had, they had sex like five times a day in the beginning. Oh, yeah. And Andy, you had said that they started out so hot and heavy that it needed to, like it needed to fade. Yeah. Like I think you made some comparison to stars exploding. The bigger oh, the star, the, the yeah. small oh, star. Wow. Good job. Okay. Dear Shandy. Thank you for taking the time to answer my question. I was nervous but excited to hear your take. While this email would get too long to provide the tome, I did want to provide an update. Andy's point about a son dying hard really resonated with me. And don't worry, we are down to a reasonable amount of sex. Our relationship began hot and heavy, and that fire lasted for quite some time. When the pandemic hit, we remained hot and heavy as we were able to fully focus on our relationship during that time and enjoyed our bubble away from the outside world. But as we began to return to a new normal, the initial bubble world we lived in felt as though it began to deflate. Yes, it took nearly four years to deflate, but it did happen fast. And returning from our bubble made me see our differences. I need a bit more space and individual independent time than he does, and it's often difficult to get when you live with your partner. Charlene's point about the unknown and about wanting to sleep with others resonated with me as I do fantasize about sleeping with others. I don't remember wording it like that. <laughs> <laughs> She's putting it on you. <laughs> but you really made me consider that it is because I am chasing this spark and attention more than anything. I definitely miss the butterflies, the flirting, and the initial thrill of a new partner. It's not that I want to sleep with other people because I'm not attracted to my partner. It's just that initial high I miss. You also made me realize that that's a shallow issue. <laughs> And that I'm not appreciating my deeper connection. I can have a thrill with anyone physically attractive, but the emotional bond we've developed is unlike anything I've ever experienced. Mm. Oh, how nice. We fight like all couples and have our tough moments, but in our day-to-day, the biggest flags are how he loads the dishwasher incorrectly. Mm. Mm. I'm so happy to be in this healthy, loving relationship. Me needing space, hearing that you don't think we need to break up, that you two also go through phases was perhaps a verbal affirmation that I needed. Also, I do revel in the fact that my question caused many Andy tunes. So that's a win. Thank you, Shandy <laughs> C. Mm, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. That one had a little like had a little attitude. It did. <laughs> that one kept me guessing. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Like halfway in, I thought she was going to say that. Yeah, it's over. Wasn't sure either. But yeah, how great that she with, you know, as the spark changed, I don't want to say faded completely, but, you know, it does change. 
she realized what she needs. You know, a great book recommendation for you, C, you might not need it anymore, but anyone listening to this who might identify with her is Mating in Captivity. You know, she realized she needs a little more independence. I hope I didn't recommend the book when we answered that question. It sounds like something I would do. So maybe I'm re-recommending it. But it's just the idea that having a little space between the two of you creates a chasm you wish to fill. Yes. And I also think that shifting your priorities in a relationship as it grows is a very adult thing to do. Yes. It has to happen. 100. You you, can you imagine having sex five times a day for like five years? Yes. I and, would. First of all, you'd be in the hospital. <laughs> yes. And also, as she herself said, you can have that with a lot of people. You can't have this kind of connection with yes. everyone. Basically, the way I would look at a lifetime relationship is take away the sex completely. Mm. You don't have any sex. Mm. Do you still want to be with that person? Yeah. Can you live without that person? You never have sex with them. Totally. That's- and honestly, the answer should always be no, or there's some issue. Wait, what? No, I don't. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I can't live without them. Oh, okay. Sorry, that was a double. Yeah, saying a double negative out of the blue is not, oh, yeah, man. sorry okay, about that, okay. but that's what I meant. All right. Thank you, C, for the update. Great update. All right. This next update is from episode 239. This was also a Q&A. Question two from K as in the letter. My boyfriend lacks initiative. Should I be concerned? And we had such a strong take on this one, perhaps a shockingly strong take that we named the entire episode Massively Passive. Oh, wow. That's right. Do you remember this one? Yeah, I mean, it's recent. Yeah, I remember even the the image we took. I was holding a, th- a thing that said schedule and you had your head in the clouds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dear Shandy, thank you for answering my cue. You guys were spot on. Your answer, having a conversation about the passivity and then take a step back from planning, turned out to be exactly what I did before I heard your response and I'm glad I did it. At first, he was receptive, but started to say things like, I just don't have the qualities of a good boyfriend, or how am I still not doing enough when I've tried harder with you than anyone before, or Mm. you're the only girlfriend I haven't cheated on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) He really said- It's like an an award ceremony. (laughs) And to the boyfriend who never cheated on you. Red flag after red flag. The day after I talked to him about the passivity and I felt like he might try more, we got in a fight that was triggered by the discussion, but not directly related. He said he needed space and proceeded to go silent on me for days on end. I broke things off after this, to which he went along with as he does. Thank you for your answer that reinforced the things I was thinking, which led me to ending things. I'm so much happier not Mm. having the anxiety of worrying what he's thinking about me or carrying the weight of a relationship he didn't act like he wanted to be in. All the best, Kay. Oh, man. Yes, Kay. Good job. Very nice. Talk about letting it go like she said the anxiety can you imagine that that like you're holding it all up yourself that's so much work and then when she asks more from him he's like i just don't have these qualities like yeah. what do you want it's from enough. me i already didn't cheat on you yet Come yeah on. yeah yeah Give it to me. yeah like i'm Is that not enough kind of sounds like he thought that like he deserved credit for that yeah or the that gets me i just don't have the qualities of a good boyfriend <laughs> What it's does like, that even mean? It's like a sob story. Like he, it's like it's okay. I understand. Thank you. It but, sounds like he wanted her to end things, hmm. and then she did. And he was like, "Okay, hey, bye." What's more oh. satisfying is where we get an update where we recommended to end it, and they did, or when we recommended to go for it, and they did. I'm trying to get to the core of what kind you of know, people we are. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I actually think that they're equally satisfying equally. because there's so much value. And, you know, a lot of people would think that there's, you only want the love story, right? You went no. for it, it turned out. But happily ever after, you know, you, you never know what it might look like in 10, 20 years. But I really think that the lesson, you talked about the gift. I think that's the overall takeaway from this updates episode, Andy. The gift of a breakup. It's the difference between recommending a great restaurant that they go to and they're like, that was the best meal I ever had. Uh-huh. Or saying, stay away from this restaurant and they avoid food poisoning. Ooh, both great outcomes. Amazing. <laughs> One is a little more like tangible, but yeah. I mean, when I read her question, his just like laissez-faire, like she just did everything and he's like, okay. He was just so okay with it. That is such a bad precedent to set, no. especially in the early stages. Like what is that going to look like when you have actual responsibility? You have a mortgage to pay, a kid to raise. Yeah. yeah, I look. I'm no, still getting I, you're heated. You're getting angry. I know she did the right thing. Yeah, bravo. Yes, bravo, Kay, and good luck. And she. It's a title episode. Oh, <laughs> she. That's like the, the title that should have like a little seal on it. <laughs> so, Charlene. Yes, I want to talk about bras today because <laughs> we're doing a Skims ad right now, and they want us to talk about bras. And let me tell you, I was like, I can talk Skims bras. I really can. Skims bras. Two of them, their t-shirt bra and their Fits Everybody strapless bra were both in my finds of 2023 from last year. I'm wearing the t-shirt bra right now. And can we discuss how smooth? Do you see lines? Do you no. see any anything coming out the side? It's just perfect. No. It's the perfect Seems like, bra. Like, like a mannequin. <laughs> Honestly, it was music to my ears when the copy said, we're going to talk about bras. I'm like... I mean, I'll be honest, I am a little excited to talk about bras too, because I usually don't get to talk about these things, okay. especially in front of thousands of people. What would you like to discuss with bras, Andy? Well, mm. I want to think that a bra is magic. And well, these bras are the closest thing to magic that I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> you're just, just based on what I've been raving about? No, I've seen them. Oh. I mean, I haven't seen them. Uh, especially a t-shirt bra. It should be smooth. It yeah. should It should match your skin tone. And Skims has a great array of colors, let me tell you, and shades. That's a big peeve. When it comes in three shades. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Huge peeve. <laughs> Huge. Skims bras have this like bouncy feel to them. I don't know how to describe it. It's like, even when you open it from out of the package, you're like, Huh. It's like air. It's like a feather. It's so light. You forget you're wearing it. They have amazing technology to give you the best shape and support. I have purchased several of their bras since trying the first one. And they come in 62 sizes. 62 sizes. If that's not inclusive, I don't know what is. You I don't know, know that's how a, they do that. A lot of companies don't offer that kind of range. They have sizes 30A to 46H. So Skims is creating the next generation of underwear and bras for everybody. And believe the hype, Skims has over 100,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Skims bras are now available at skims.com and get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and then Dear Shandy in the drop-down menu that follows. So Charlene... I woke up this morning to some unfortunate news. Mm. I got an email from Rocket Money saying that there was an uncategorized transaction Ooh. that they found on my Visa card. Isn't that so nice that Rocket Money was looking out for you like that? And that saved my ass because I realized that someone had charged a large amount 
without me approving it. Ooh. And now I caught it. That's messed up. Yeah. But I, yeah, you're right. Rocket Money, I really do feel I've called Rocket Money the the Robin Hood of the online finance world. But I really do feel that way. But they're also the nanny. <laughs> Yeah, they're looking out for you. They're holding your hand a bit. They really Because are. the internet is out to get you and your wallet. So Rocket Money is a personal finance app. We are big fans of Rocket mm-hmm. Money. A longtime sponsor, actually. Oh, yeah. Rocket Money goes way back, I think, to 2021. Yeah, it's like possibly. three jingles old. <laughs> yeah. And it helps you identify and cancel unwanted subscriptions with one tap. And let's be honest, most people... Actually, 80% of people have subscriptions they've either forgotten about or don't want anymore. And they either just don't know how to cancel it or, again, just forgot about it. And they help you lower your bills that will negotiate for you on your behalf. And they monitor your spending like they did with you this morning, Andy. You know, Rocket Money is one of those apps where I feel like it's too much service. (laughs) They're holding your hand a little too hard. Yeah. It's It's like like, you need to maybe grow up a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I need to do some of these things myself, but now I don't. So Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year. With over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash shandy. That's rocketmoney.com slash shandy, rocketmoney.com slash shandy. All right, this next update is from the same episode, episode 239. This one was question number four from A, as in the letter, my LDR is rocky, but we're so in love when is it too much to overcome? So they were long distance. They had never met. I don't know if you Mm. recall that part, but they were getting in arguments all the time. This really got me. He accused her of being too sensitive. There were some cultural differences as well. Do you remember our advice? Do you remember your advice? Tell him to go fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Dear Shandy, I sobbed on my drive home from work when I heard your advice to break up with my long-distance boyfriend I had never met. I feel so much appreciation for you two answering my request for guidance. I cried because things had only gotten worse between us since I had initially written in, and it was the wake-up call I really needed. He is a special person who was meant to come into my life. At the same time, I was not living in reality. In hindsight, it's completely wild. I was able to convince myself I could possibly commit to someone I had never smelled. Mm -hmm. The points made about smell hit me especially hard. Funnily enough, the first date I went on after breaking up with him was with a man from the apps whose breath was so heinous, I couldn't even look in his direction. Wow. The happy ending is I have been in the healthiest relationship of my life since September. I ended up realizing I had a crush on X, a platonic friend of my brother and his girlfriend. I had spent time with X at my brother's house platonically on a fairly regular basis, essentially the whole time I had been in the online relationship. X is the first boyfriend that ever started out as a friend. He is my best friend and so much more. I think I'm in love with him, but I am realizing I have no idea what love is because I'm so used to love bombers who tell me they're in love after one to two weeks. Mm. He is so different from every person I've ever been with. He told his friends in front of me in a drunken moment that this is the first healthy relationship he's been in. And I realized it was also the first healthy relationship I have ever been in. Anyway, your response to my email was truly the reality check I needed. And I am weirdly so happy lately. A. Oh, that's nice. That's great. Yeah. I do think that this was probably aided in the appearance of X. Yes. But I think great. You know, we talked about emotional distraction. Fantastic. Absolutely. Whatever you need to do. I think that this online relationship she was in was really toxic. And we had big issues with what he was accusing her of being. 
like I, so for him to like you know have the judgments on her character never having met her I had a big issue with that <laughs> and she basically just shaved off a whole bunch of months that were going to be wasted yeah staring at us like at a screen like communicating with this mm. guy like I'm sorry I, I think that can work once in a blue moon the whole pen pal we met online thing on different continents but you know what that sounds a hell of a lot more yeah. romantic than it actually is in real life. That is tough. I think more often than it working, someone gets scammed out of money. <laughs> you know, maybe like she avoided the food yeah. poisoning. Maybe she ended up avoiding being scammed yeah, out of money. Made it a five-star restaurant. Thank you, A, for the update. All right. This next one is from the same episode. This was question five. Yeah. Episode 239 got a lot of updates. Mm. This was also from A, as in the letter, but it was question number five. Mm. Back to back A's. My boyfriend didn't do anything for my birthday. Oh, I remember this. And you may recall his name, you know, his hypothetical name was Colin. Mm. And you went on a rant about how Collins always have intense romantic relationships. Yes. (laughs) I stand by that (laughs) ridiculous comment. (laughs) Hello. Thank you for responding to my question. I'll admit that I expected you to be a little harsher on the boyfriend. (laughs) However, I agree with your take that as long as a partner is doing all the right things day to day, occasional grand gestures are less important. (laughs) What I may not have conveyed well in my email and why Uh I think this bothered me so much is that this seemed very out of character for him. Throughout the weekend, he seemed distant and passive, especially for what was supposed to be a fun weekend. I couldn't shake the feeling that something was off and decided to bring it up to him Mm. the following weekend. That's actually a super funny way to open this update. Yeah, that was an incredibly critical piece of information. Going into the conversation, I expected us to talk about expectations and love languages and figure out where we may have been disconnected and coming out of it understanding each other better. What I did not expect was for him to break up with me. He was initially apologetic and understanding, but then mentioned that he had been feeling like something was missing in our relationship for months prior. He never talked to me about it or anyone else I asked and didn't do anything to better understand what he was feeling or what was missing. I was totally blindsided and shocked to say the least. I was disappointed that he did not want to attempt to work on things together and he couldn't even really express what he was feeling. So that was that. It's been almost two months now and while I was devastated at the beginning, I've taken the time to reflect and invest in my mental health and believe that this was truly the best thing for me. Despite doing all the sweet things I mentioned in the first email, there were things missing in our relationship that I would consider a must-have with any future partner. He didn't really make me laugh, didn't make much effort to get to know me at a deeper level. I was always the one who initiated those kinds of conversations and most importantly couldn't talk about difficult things with his partner on the other hand he did show me that there are men out there who will do all the cute little things like leaving me notes or making my bed and that I shouldn't settle for less than that selfishly I wish you guys had been harder on him so I could have my ha told you so moment Mm. but I appreciate your logical and level-headed advice while this didn't turn out the way I hoped when I initially wrote my email at least you guys get an exciting update out of it smiley face all the best a. P.S. I recently visited New York City for the first time and now totally get why you guys are always hyping it up. <laughs> are we hyping Just New York? Us. <laughs> Do you think we're hyping New York up? I oh. feel like we're a little like, uh. yeah, we're, we, we, it's I, a love hate. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff here. Yes. And there's also problems. Yeah. For every element about New York that makes it so amazing, there's an equally negative element. About it's it. a lot of everything. Yes, totally. Okay. So this is a funny one. Yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> okay, so this was out of character. No, well, what's interesting to me is I feel that him not doing anything for her birthday in retrospect now was like the canary in the coal mine. Yes. He already had one foot out the door. He was right. sending a signal. I think we've gotten other gift ones. I don't think it was this one, but there was a discussion. It might have been this one. You said it's it could be a sign. That he's just not in this. Yeah. But then we were thrown off by the post-it notes, the post-it love notes. How can you not be thrown off by the post-it notes? <laughs> yeah, the post-it love notes. I've never had a guy do that for me. It's, it's totally counterintuitive. Yeah. Why would a guy leave post-it love notes and then be thinking about breaking up with someone? Yeah. Who does that? Yeah, that's a little all over the place. This is one of those ones that I'm like, eh. Like, this wasn't meant to. Yeah, just move on. Yeah, and I know she's upset that he didn't necessarily want to work on it, but I also feel like not every relationship is worth being worked on. Yeah. You know, it's like, great, this one's done. Like, take, you know, like she said, she was like, I'm now armed with knowing what I want, these great little things he did, but I also want more. And the fact that he didn't want to get to know her on a deeper level, she was the one initiating those deeper conversations do you know how old that would get after a couple of years? I mean, maybe he just communicates on a post-it note level. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for the update, A. Sorry for not going as hard on the boyfriend as you felt he deserved. And sometimes, you know, passive people tend to send signals instead of actually just having the conversation. Yes. And in this case, the signal was an absolutely shitty birthday. Yes. In retrospect, this is very signally to yeah. me yeah yeah all right thank you for the update a eh? mm. all right this next update is from episode 263 question number three this was a q a from n i have fallen for my best friend help you may remember they were both 25 they had met on a dating app and then soon after just decided that or he rather was like we're just going to be friends, but they were really close. Like they would get yeah. dinner with each other's parents. Yeah, yeah. They would give each other's gifts. They would go on trips together. And then a lot of it was long distance because he moved to New York. And then he encouraged her to move to New York. Do you remember this? I remember it distinctly. And I'm very happy we have an update for this. And I want it to be extremely concrete. Our concern was her allowing him to change the course of her life yes. choices. Yes. I'm rooting for some decision making here. <laughs> Dear Shandy, thank you for answering my question. It was such a fun surprise when the episode dropped. A lot has transpired since I wrote it back in September. We did our best to find our footing on being platonic friends and to give the other person needed distance. We would occasionally grab dinner by ourselves and they would evolve into hours of talking and enjoying each other's company. Dinners led to several pivotal conversations that solidified our deep understanding and care for one another. I struggled to categorize him as a platonic friend, but it was getting easier. For M, this time of deep reflection and light moments culminated into him saying he wanted to be my boyfriend. He told me I didn't have to answer right then, but that was what he wanted. I was caught off guard and needed to ask questions before saying yes. I eventually did say yes. Right. So far, it has been amazing. Great. M is my best friend and we have the best time together. We laugh constantly and time flies when we are together. I even played him the episode on our car ride back from a weekend getaway. And one, he agrees with your take on Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and two, thoroughly enjoyed your advice and understands your perspective. He told me I had to write in an update for you and the Shandies. I also want you to know that I took your advice about fostering my friendships and maintaining independence and autonomy. I'm actively trying to meet new friends through Bumble BFF and mutual friends. I go to shows 
and dinner alone and have explored the city solo. I value my independence and appreciated this advice. I want to thank you for this podcast and all the time it takes. Thank you, N. Well, that's nice. Aww, that's great. Yes. No complaints about that. None. Again, this is one of those ones that could have gone in either direction. Could have gone either way. And you know what it, it was? It was one of those things where like a basketball goes in to the hoop, but it kind of hits the rim and then circles around yeah, and yeah, then yeah. almost goes off the rim and then comes back and goes in. I think that they really had a core friendship. There was another question that felt similar, but wasn't. And it was... Um, there was more of like a sexual thing. This felt really like they were just friends yeah, first, like even good. long distance, like meeting each other's parents and stuff like that, getting each other gifts. Yeah. It's like he just needed, I don't know. He for need- her, it almost sounds like he needed her to be in New York when he was like, he maybe just didn't want it to be long distance. I think that's part of it. And I think maybe he just wasn't quite ready and then just was like, I'm ready. I mean, 25. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. it. Yeah. He's usually right. Usually at that age, you're not ready. Yeah. But you know what? I like this. Yes. I stand this. This gets my (laughs) Shandy approval. Okay, great. Thank you for the update, Ed. All right. This next update is from episode 270. So we're getting quite recent now. Question number four. This was a Q&A from Anonymous. We've gone from friends to dating to friends again. Shandy's take. This is the one I was just talking about. The other friends one. This one they had met. And they met naturally. Mm. <laughs> you remember the naturally oh, part? Yeah. <laughs> and they were friends, but then after like three or four months, they decided to give dating a go. And she had really like opened up to him. And then in when they were kind of dating, the sex was amazing, but he would treat her in ways that like hurt more given the friendship they had built and what he knew about mm. her. Do you remember this? Yeah. You called them F without the buddy. Right. F sans buddy. Yeah. And she wanted to try to find a way to like salvage the friendship. Hello. I had written in about naturally meeting this guy. (laughs) Great sex and the possible transition to friendship. For reference with naturally, this was out in the wild at the yoga studio we go to and I teach at. This made me laugh though. We ended up not sleeping together again. Friends with benefits has never been a strong skill of mine. Laughing emoji. But you weren't wrong. The sex was even better that night and he even acted and said things he hadn't in forever. A couple weeks went by where I was open to seeing how a friendship would go since I expressed what I needed from him and he had agreed. I knew in the back of my mind the friendship wouldn't be possible, maybe never, but definitely not right now. He was even coming to the studio and not acknowledging me during those weeks. Mind you, I work there and often when I'm there, I'm at the front desk helping with check-ins and interacting with people. Notice how she's even justifying that. Yeah. How could he come in and not acknowledge her? I don't care if you're busy at the front desk. Just be like, hey. I had my penis in you not that yeah, long yeah, ago. Yeah. That's well, what he should have said. Well, I attached to this email a text message I sent him cutting all of it out. I felt I expressed myself and was thoughtful and well, you'll see his response. I feel lighter and less anxious. It's been around two weeks since this text and when he sees me at the studio, he has made very conscious efforts to say hello and bye when we see each other. So it's just confirmed things even more. F without the bud really resonated and it's something I had in the back of my head because, well, I didn't want to believe that about him. Mm. Thank you for reading my email and confirming all of this. It has felt hard to talk about it with some of my friends as many also teach there and the last thing I want to do is gossip or impact their thoughts about him since he is a student and goes to many of their classes. So I appreciate it. Do you want me to read the texts? Yep. 
Hey, hope things are going well for you over there. I know we talked about approaching a friendship. When we checked in, I expressed how I was feeling and what kind of actions and things I needed to feel like that was a possibility and feel genuine. I don't feel like there's been true intention or steps to try and make that happen, which leaves me in a place of similar feelings as before and also recognition that I'm allowing myself to be treated in similar ways that I've allowed others to do in the past, which feels painful. All that to say, I'm letting go of this idea of a friendship between us and have decided that it isn't something I'm interested in anymore, which isn't easy to say. Damn. Drop the hammer. Yes. If you want to talk further about this, I'm open to it. But otherwise, I hope you have a good birthday this upcoming weekend, even though you don't like them. (laughs) I do appreciate the moments that we did have together and wish you well. I know we will see each other around and hope that can be approached without avoidance and in an adult way. And then he wrote back, hi, I appreciate the text and I understand what you'd like. I sincerely wish you the best and have no doubt we'll be respectful when we see each other around the studio. He got what he wanted. Okay, so got what he wanted, meaning he didn't In want... every way. He, didn't he wanted ne- the sex and he didn't want the friendship. <sighs> an F without the buddy. He was relieved. That text to me felt like an exhale. It was like... <sighs> Thank God. Yeah. I don't have to song and dance yeah, around this He was this very anymore. happy to get that. You know... I, I can see why people at a breakup are like, let's be friends. Let's go back to being friends, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, for the person who really th- takes that literally, this can, it really just extends the pain. Some things are meant to not be friendships. Yes. Honestly, like it's almost, uh, it's almost disrespect to the relationship to suggest it's a friendship. The same way it's disrespect to a friendship relationship to suggest it's just sex. Ah, uh, Yes. Totally well, yeah. well, well said, Andy. Oh, thank you. I hate to say this, but I just don't think this was ever anything more than just like we, we get along. It was yoga sex. It was yoga sex. Natural yoga sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yoga sex in the wild. Mm. And I always felt, you know, they met and she felt they were friends. And then three, four months in, they decide they're going to give it a go. This, they were not friends. No. It was all a precursor to having sex. What they mainly had was sex. It was that a was sex. It. Yes. It was a sex. It was a, well, multiple sexes. It was several sexes. And how interesting how when things got rocky, when after he like was pulling back from her and like hurting her in ways that he could only know to do after knowing her as a platonic friend, mm. when they had sex, that's when it was its best. Of course. That was it. They had great sex. This is so toxic. I'm so glad she's out of this. Yeah. It's actually not toxic. What it is, is toxic depending on how you feel about it. It's only toxic if you're emotionally invested. Mm. If you're not emotionally invested, it's great. Okay. That's an interesting way of analyzing that. You could argue that she held on to this way more than she should have. Yeah. I think he knew what this was. And I'm not, I'm not making this guy out to be an angel. No, I'm, he's I'm, not. Yeah, he's a bit of a scumbag. But that's not the point. The point is he was like, this is a sex thing. And I'm going to take this for what it is. Yeah. It's sex. And she wanted more and she mistook it for something that could become a friendship. Yeah. And, you know, that that's not her fault. No one's at fault really here. The, 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 the lesson is don't get involved in a physical thing and try to inject emotion in it when you really deep down know it's, it's just a physical sex. thing. Yeah. The main thing they had was sex. Yeah. Period. If you go to Denny's, don't expect to get Michelin rated food. Mm. But you may enjoy it. If you if you go in with low expectations, you may be like, you know what? That was good eggs and 
toast. Or, or let's say you're really hungover. Browns. You want that like that greasy breakfast. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah, that's what yeah. I wanted right now. I don't now. want some fine French food. Oh, no. I'm there's, not in the mood. There's a time and a place for a Denny's breakfast. Absolutely. Including at 3 a.m. Yeah, 3.99. <laughs> Is it 3.99? No. I don't think so. That was when I was a kid. It was 3.99. Really? I was always like, that's too cheap for food. <laughs> Okay, well, I think this was a good ending. Once again, the breakup is the gift. The breakup is the gift. She now just can clear her mind of that because this was occupying way too much of her headspace. Yes. Was navigating how they would transition into it. She wrote into a podcast. She wrote into a podcast. But I feel that she is now free. Free. Great. Great. And the next natural yoga relationship (laughs) might be the right one. All right, this last and final update is not actually an update because it was never from an episode, but I had to include it because it's titled, Thank You for My Marriage. Wow. Oh, hold on a second. Oh, I'm sorry I filled myself up on the last I told you so. Hold on a second. I got... <laughs> no, Andy, that's a serious thing. Don't okay. make fun of that. No, I. what are you talking about? They did it in Rome. <laughs> What do you mean in Rome? They had vomitoriums. It was literally a room in Roman palaces where after a giant meal, you would go in, vomit, and then come back and eat more. You're kidding. I am not kidding. Wait, but I mean- They did a a lot lot of bad stuff in Rome. A lot of people were starving. They were throwing up food so they had room for more food. In all great empires, this is how they usually end, is with absolute sick decadence. Because they have nothing else to worry about. Think about how little you have to worry about when you're throwing up to eat more of a meal like over and over again. Mm. Like, th- how weird is that? Oh, my God. That's just not even worth it. You know, I always had that issue. Every When I learned about this, I was like, do you really want to eat after that? Even if, like, it seems like not a good way to go. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem pleasant. Yeah, they, they'd probably wash out their mouth with wine. What a, oh, wow. Could you imagine going to one of those parties? Humans. Humans are not good. We're not a good species. We're not good if we get too much comfort. That's when I find we're the least good. Oh, yeah. When we're when there's a little struggle, we're a little better. Yeah. Humans, all animals, were meant to struggle a little bit. Yeah. And I think when things get way too easy and everyone's just kind of got what they need, the mind starts going in bad places. Mm. All right. Shall we get to this wow. non-update? Big, big non sequitur. <laughs> Dear Charlene and Andy, thank you for brightening up my week. Every time I listen to your podcast, you two are couple goals. I love the way you make Andy laugh, Charlene. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that compliment. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's well, why do you seem no, so no, shocked, it's Andy? Just, it's just, I, I like that. Do I not make no, you, you laugh? No, you do make me laugh. You do make me laugh. You get all the credit for making me laugh. You make me laugh. You know, I'm just an, I'm, first of all, I'm an easy laugher. You are an easy laugh. Wait, what? This has all been a sham. Oh, and I don't know what name to use, so I'm just going to call her Anonymous. I also wanted to give you a special thank you for the role you played in bringing me together with my husband. I Mm. moved back to New York City in September 2021 after two years living at home during the pandemic. During that time, I reevaluated my approach to dating and decided I should try to melt my cold heart. I had responded to an emotionally abusive relationship by shirking long-term relationships and not opening myself up to anything more than a fling. But where to start? My friend happened to send me your interview with Tracy McMillan. That was a good one. Love Tracy McMillan. That was a good episode. I'll link it here, right here. If you did not listen to that episode, you're missing out. An early one. That was like the first year. 
I noted how Andy was responding to what Tracy was saying, and I thought, maybe there's something there. I bought Tracy's book, Why You're Not Married Yet, and felt called out by some of the things she writes about. Yes, I was being shallow in my approach to dating and ruling out guys just because I'm tall. Yes, I was being selfish and only thinking about what they could do for me. I know her book is controversial, but it's no holds barred approach to taboos felt refreshing to me. I mean, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that one. I mean, we even asked her, we're like, do you think you could have written this book today? Nope. And she was like, no. Because it was an older, really, it's a, it's an iconic. I mean, why you're not married yet? Even the title sounds oh, yeah. dated. Yep. But some of the advice in that book is timeless. So I decided to give dating more of a shot. I switched my height limits on Hinge, and a month later, I met my now husband in October 2021. We are the same height, and it's great. We got married a month ago. I'm grateful to you both because Tracy's book, along with other things, helped bring this wonderful man into my life. And she included a link to an essay, which I will write her to ask if we can include, but if she wants to stay totally anonymous, then I will not. But if she says yes, I will link it below, because she's actually a writer, an editor. And she said, here's an essay I wrote about a sign that I got that he was the one for me that you might like. And then she links it out. So if, uh, if she says no, I'll just cut this whole thing. (laughs) And if she says yes, it'll be linked below. Thank you for being models of how to have an invigorating, fun, long-term relationship. Anonymous. Wow. Isn't that nice? so nice. Yeah. I think that's delightful. And what I really love about that is it shows responsibility taking. Yeah. She took responsibility for the fact that her relationships had not been working out. And yes, you can say, screw those guys, F them, and, you know, it's all their fault, and they all lied and screwed me over, whatever. But at the end of the day... What good is that? Like, adjust what you're doing to expand your horizons and your options. You know what the irony about life is? Is that the least selfish thing to do in life is to spend a lot of time and effort working on yourself. Mm. Because that gives other people the best version of you. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. And then allows you to be in very functional relationships. Yes. And to tie in the theme of this updates episode, which is that breakups are a gift it's the gift that you have, you use that to work on yourself, right? Yes. Like if you just take that gift and you like, you're like, meh, I don't need that. There's no lesson to be learned here. Yeah. It's every, it was it's his just fault. pain. He's yes. a jerk and I'm in pain and it stinks. And I'm going to tell all my girlfriends that he sucks. Yeah. You've lost. The gift that you get is the opportunity for self-development and to reflect yes. and to grow and all the things. It sounds cheesy, yeah. but it's entirely true. And there, the older you get, the more true it becomes. They're teachers. Yes. Right. We've heard this. Mm-hmm. They're teachers. The people you have terrible relationships with have come to teach you something. Mm. And what lesson will you learn <laughs> to be bitter and vengeful? <laughs> okay. No, not that one. All right, Andy. Well, that's a wrap for updates three. Our third so ever. we don't have an update on the locked room that the boyfriend has? No, we do not. Damn it. Sorry. We also still don't have an update on pickleball. Oh. <laughs> If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you, Shandies. It's yeah. 2024. We have another great year ahead it's of us. It's going to be a good year. Yes. It's going to be. No, this is going to be a good year. You think? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, 2023 was a little, uh. Yeah, but, but you know, I think people probably started 2023 off by being like, oh, it's going to be a good year. Oh, my God. I think the last, like, four years, everyone's been like, it's going to be a good year, and then it wasn't as good as the last year. Well, let's year. just stay positive. Sorry, okay. I was the one who did that. Sorry, let's do <laughs>
<laughs> okay. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye.